I thought of you because you mentioned change, right? Yeah. You know, family at 23, just, tur- just turned 23. Uh, the song goes, I've grown up, I am a father now. Everything has changed, but I'm still the same somehow. You know, I'll never, I've never been afraid of death, but now I want to see the things that haven't happened yet. And for you being a dad, I wanted to ask you, what does that mean to you? And how has your life changed since that moment? Man, that lyric means... The last part, you know, really got to me. Just because it tells you, like, you weren't afraid of death, but now you are. That's me right now. Like, I don't, like, I've changed my whole lifestyle. I've tried to eat better. I'm trying to work out. Trying to, right? It's just so hard. But um, that lyric means that you're, now he's scared of death because now he wants to be there for his his daughter or son as much as they can. That's exactly how I feel. I try to be careful with everything I do, especially when I go out to DJ. I try not to drink as much because it's like I have a baby waiting for me at home. You know, I have a family waiting for me. I have people that depend on me now. So, and that's a good lyric. When people turn into parents, like when they just become a dad, they sometimes stop doing what they love or they stop doing their passion or their goal because of the kid. And I think that's bullshit. And I think that's really mean, not just to yourself, but to your kid as well. Because it's like, it's not your kid's fault that you stopped doing what you were doing. Just you know, make a time for it, you know, really like schedule it. And I don't want to ever get to an age where I don't do something and I'm like, oh, it's because of my daughter. She didn't let me do it because she was here, you know, and I couldn't do it. No, like I want her to be my motivation instead of like me dropping all my goals just because I'm a dad now. I was like, that's kind of bogus, you know. This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we got a special guest. Man, I tried booking this dude, like, last year. Last summer, bro. That's when I met him in the club, and he fucking canceled on me. So go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yeah, my name is Narcolix, and I'm a DJ here in Chicago and a music producer. And I'm happy that I finally came along. Now, he makes it seem, like, too bad, man. Come on. He makes it seem like I was blowing him off, like, ten times. Nah, nah. it's It's cool. I mean... You did have like it was like your girl's birthday or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I hit you up, I'm like, damn, I probably hit him up at the wrong time, but it's nah, all good. good. No, you good, you good. Man, bro. So go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, Narcolex. What what does that name even mean, bro? Narcolex. I remember when I first I first came up with it like when I was like 14 for Xbox Live. To be honest, I wasn't even a, no, I was 12. I wasn't even trying to be a DJ yet. I just needed a new username. You know what I mean? You know when you choose like a messed up username, and you're like, man, I don't like this like PlayStation name. So I was reading uh, Greek mythology, and I was, I don't know if you say, if it's said right, but it's like, Narcissus or Narcissus? Have you ever guys ever heard of that? Yeah. It's like about like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's his name though. What is the story about like some dude that looks at the flower and he's like really conceited with himself, he looks at the water. I'm not conceited, that's not what I mean. But I like the, how the name sounded. So I tried to like put it on Xbox, but it was taken. So I just tried to like come up with something that sounded like it, but it wasn't that, and I came up with Narcolix, and I just, it was so easy because nobody has that name, so it's just so easy to like put it everywhere. Damn, that's just fucking crazy. It's random, that, right? Yeah, that's random as fuck. I mean, what does the name mean to you? A lot. It's been with you for a minute. A good minute, yeah, yeah. since I was 12 and I'm now 23. I just turned 23, so. Happy birthday. Happy belated. March 14. I feel like, I really, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's grown with me since I was, you know, a kid to like an adult now. I feel like it's grown with me, especially like. When I would first start DJing at house parties, it's like, and I would see like the name Narcolix, I'm like, damn, that's sick. And now to like seeing it at clubs, it's like, yeah, I feel like it's my my little kid, you know. Especially like when you see it on the big ass screens, like Wrigley, bro, bro. That's the first time I seen that shit. Like when uh, Clip Mafia, like he was like 
yeah, Narcolex. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I remember, like, I see the design all over Wrigley, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's got to be kind of big. Like, he's got to be some type of big right. to fucking have his name big all the time. But, yeah, man, that's super dope. Uh, I know recently you did the rebrand, so go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I decided to do a rebrand just because it's like, I don't know, what I was doing wasn't working. I just feel like it wasn't, I wasn't getting a much of the noise. I wasn't making too much, like, I don't know. I just wasn't getting a lot of the traffic that I expected to make. So I was like, I have to do something. So I decided to rebrand, and I actually have, like, a little team. So I have my videographer with me, and I have, like, a manager that doesn't want to be said. He doesn't want to know any, he doesn't want anybody to know who he is yet. But, um, so he's been helping me out. Like, he's been, he's been in this game for, since he was 18. He's probably now, like, 32. So he's been in it for a good minute. Yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy that I have him on my team now. And I wanted to go for something different. Like, I know, like, a lot of DJs, like, dress a certain way and stuff, but I wanted to go for, like, a classy, like, elegant type of vibe, you know? So, like, when you go see me DJ, like, then that's pretty classy. Like, that's that fancy DJ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not fancy, like, wearing jewelry and everything, but just nicely f- dressed well that, like, I don't know. I That's, like, something that I want to go for now. So what made you want to do that? I don't know. I just feel like it was time because from 2019 to 20, what are we in 2022, right? Mm-hmm. So from 2019 to 2021, I had to take a break. So I feel like my traffic, the momentum, especially with COVID, slowed everything down. But even then, I feel like it kind of just backtracked me instead of like pushing me forward. And now that I'm finally like have like more of my life together, it's like, okay, now I can do this the right way. I'm not starting from the beginning anymore. Now I'm starting from a place where uh, I have experience. And I have, um, you know, knowledge that I didn't have before. So now I'm not starting from the beginning, but I'm starting from the middle, but not to the finish line yet. Yeah, man, with the rebrands, it's always crazy because... It's scary. <laughs> it definitely is scary. I don't know, man. With, with rebrands, I always think of it like, all right, we're going to change at a significant moment. And that significant moment will signify, like, that change in your life, right? I feel like with our rebrand, it was, it was a brand new year. Right. That's when we did it. And I did that because... I was like, all right, it's the end of the year. Um, Let's enter the new year with a new logo, new fucking image. Because, I don't know, man, I always love, like, changing of times. Like, with my birthday, like I I told you, I released the first episode on my birthday. With the new logo, I released it on the fucking new year. So doing shit like that, it's like being able to change over time. And it signifies, like, that you're never going to be the same person that you were yesterday. And... For me, I always want to continue to grow. I always used to say, like, I want to be better than the person I was the day before. That's important, though. Like, it's always, people are always trying to compete and look at somebody else. But it's like, no, man, compete within yourself. Like, compete and try to be better than you were last week or than you were yesterday. So what you're saying is definitely, it's true. Yeah, I feel like when you look in and when you're always looking within yourself, you're able to just see the faults a little bit easier. And you're also able to see, like, the great things about yourself when you're looking at other people and always comparing it's like damn why don't i measure up to that person and it's like why am i feeling bad about myself when i don't know what demons that person is fighting i don't know what that person is going through it's just like i see what they're putting up and a lot of the times it's a front you know not not everybody is fucking happy all the time not everybody is so well put together or confident it's confidence confidence is literally just fake as shit because you you just fake confidence bro if you look confident Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna be able to tell that you're fucking faking it you know what i'm saying i feel like you should know that out of everybody you know as a dj like if you if you think you're playing bangers people are gonna think you're playing bangers right 
Whereas if you're like, if you know you're playing trash music, they're going to know you're playing trash music. I took a lyric from J. Cole and it was specifically for the rebrand. Shit don't always connect as soon as you press play. At times you got to step away, do some living, let time provide a new prescription, giving truer vision. When I first heard that lyric, I was like, you know, you got to step away at times from your craft. You got to step away from the spotlight and just be able to live your life, be able to gain new experiences so you can go talk about it you can go write about it and as a producer even produce new music that provides new emotions for me being able to do this show it's like i gotta be able to step away from the product sometimes and decompress because if i try to connect myself to the product all the time it's always gonna be damn this needs to be better this needs to be better or i need to Especially topics, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> you you always got to come up with new topics because... It be harder, though. Do you ever get writer's block? Man, I always get writer's block. I always fucking get writer's block. And that shit's a bitch because I don't, know, I don't know why it is. Mainly it's because of the songs. And I'm trying to pull a song lyric from here. I'm trying to pull a song reference from here and also be able to connect it to the person I'm speaking to, right? Because that's the main goal is to make sure that the person I'm speaking to can connect. That is a good lyric, though. Yeah, that's a really good lyric. That's just fire, right? It is. I don't know, I can relate to that. Like, it's not always in a press play when you press play. That is true. So what I wanted to ask you is, for you, what did this rebrand mean for you as a person and as an artist? Yeah, I mean, as a person, this rebrand meant, man, it's just so crazy, like, when I'm, like, really thinking about it. It's like so much has happened from when I was Narcolix to the new brand. Well, as a person, it meant it's just hitting reset and starting clean and starting right like not doing it messed up you know um and as a dj it just meant gaining the right attention again but doing it in a more sufficient and more better manner because i've noticed that sometimes like a lot of djs complain that they don't get booked at these spots right like hey why don't i get booked at this spot of river north and why don't i get booked here and it's because of your branding man it's because I- i'm not gonna like as a club owner right i say i was a club owner i am not gonna book a dj that posts him getting turned up you know, or, or posting, like, like things that are, like, ratchet, you know? Because club owners don't want that. They don't want their brand of, let's say, you know, XYZ to connect with that other brand. So I feel like that's something that I really, like, took notice. It's like, man, I need to be professional. I need to be clean. And if I want to get booked at these, you know, spots that I want to get booked at, then I really need to take my brand serious. Because if I don't take it serious, nobody's going to give a fuck about it. And nobody's going to take it serious either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a DJ, that's what really, like, flipped the switch. Like, why am I not getting these certain slots that other people are or why am i not doing this right or this right so man that's super important because drip even talked about that where he was like you know clubs have different standards it you can't be throwing fucking ragers and house party music all the time for you why do you feel like you needed to reset i just feel like now i have a bigger platform to do it in and now like now that i have more money coming in now i can invest in my brand more than i could before because before i was younger you know man i was I was broke as fuck in college. You know, I didn't have any money. So I was just trying to do it whatever I could. But now that I have, you know, the money to actually, and I have, you know, other people investing in me too, that does motivate me a lot, man. That does motivate me a lot. It's fucking good, bro. It's nice when people take notice of your shit and they're like, yo, let me help you out. That's good that you got people that are actually following through on it. Yeah. That's the most important part because you can have a bunch of people that are going to say like, I like what you're doing. I I fuck with it. And they're just going to be like, Let's do something. But at the end of the day, like, they don't do anything. And that's what my cousin told me. He's like, show, then tell. Because if you show them, 
like you're doing what you said whereas if you're telling them you're gonna do it it's like what the fuck does your word mean if you don't follow up on it no exactly yeah i mean when i even decided to do this rebrand like a lot of it like changed my logo it wasn't even up to me it was up to my manager he's like man i just changed the logo i'm like okay he's like well, i was like what other things should i change he's like i mean for now we'll just start with that and it just feels good that somebody's like that invested in me not just like them like like you said not just i'm saying oh you're good and let's just do something like but like they actually are even willing to risk their own money to they're like hey you know here's this you use it for what you think is good for the brand but use it wisely of course don't you know don't use the money and go buy a bottle at tunnel on a thursday you know what i mean that's funny as fuck for you do you feel like doing that rebrand or having someone tell you like i think you should redo the logo mm -hmm. do you feel like it was stripping away a part of you no absolutely not no no it was not Damn. it wasn't I, I i thought it was in the beginning i mean i've had my logo done like three times yeah <laughs> Same name, but just different. But no, I feel like it wasn't. I, I, don't, I didn't want to get too attached to the other logo. Not even just because of what I've been through with that one, but just, I just, I, I, a lot of people, I've realized that they don't like starting fresh or like they don't really get used to like new changes. But I've been, I've, I've had to get used to changes. And I feel like that's something that I'm really good at. Like if somebody were to tell me, you have to do this now, I can pick it up really fast. Or, you know, like for example, the logo, hey, take it off. Okay. Boom, done. Let's do it, you know? I got a question for that. But I don't know. For me, it's like mm -hmm. if I'm a rebrand, I'm going to do it when I want to do it. You know, yeah. when I feel like this logo or this time has run its course. Okay. Because if somebody else is telling me, like, yo, like, it's time. Like, if no offense, Vic. But if Vic were to come here and tell me, like, hey, you need a new logo, I'd be like, why? what do you, what do you mean I need a new logo? Like, yeah. what's, what's wrong with it now? Um, that's just how I think, you know, because I... For me, like I said, a lot of the times when I do anything like a rebrand or if I do anything like I'm releasing shit, I do it at a significant time for me. Yeah. So, I don't know, probably like in a year or two, I'll be like, damn, let's change up the logo or maybe even a couple months. But I feel like my logo signifies like, even now, I don't feel like the logo fully signifies where I'm at now. I feel like the logo signifies where I was at when... <laughs> I don't know, like my college days, I look back on it and I'm like, damn, like it really signifies when I was in college because of where the money came from. Uh, but now it's also like, man, that's that's my shit. Like people are going to, when people see that bunny, bro, they're going to fucking know. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, sad boy radio? Yeah, that that guy. Exactly. I don't know. I, I guess it feels good to be able to connect to something that you created like yeah. that, you know? Uh, for you, you mentioned change. Yeah. So n what's one of the biggest changes you've gone through and how has that impacted you? Being a dad, finding out I was going to be a dad. Being a dad. <laughs> hey, we hit this a little early, but go <laughs> go ahead. Talk about it, bro. Yeah. I'm. It's funny because 2019, it was when, um, no, it's early 2020, right? That's when COVID happened. So in March, I celebrated my birthday, which is literally two years ago from now. And I, it's funny because I can say that I was the last person to throw a party because then the day after that's when, boom, everybody shut down, you know. So a month later, I'm over here chilling, you know, playing games or whatever. And I get a message and I get a call and it's like, hey, you're going to be a dad. And it was crazy because I was still in college. I literally had what, one, two, two more months to finish my associate's degree. So I finished my, my associate's, right? I was like, well, I have to finish it. You know, I have to. And then from there, I was just like, well, what am I going to do? COVID is closed. I mean, COVID, I mean, COVID closed everything because I was I used to be like a banquet server. So I was like, you know, I had really good connections in like the um, hospitality industry, but that shit was closed. What am I going to do? Yeah. Everything is closed. 
So, man, I decided to just do research and I picked up upon, um, what was that called? A boot camp. So I did a boot camp. It was like, like software engineering, like coding, coding yeah. For coding. I was about to ask you that. How the fuck did you get into coding? Um, I was on Messenger. I was on, no, I was on Facebook. She was looking at stories and I see um, one of my boys' name, right? And I, I click on his story and he just got a new house literally a month ago. He got a new house, nice as fuck. And then a month later, when I'm clicking on that story, I see that he buys his girl a Range Rover, a top of the year Range Rover. I'm like, damn. So I imagine, I'm like, hey man, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a software engineer. I'm like, what in the fuck is that? Like, what I want that <laughs> lifestyle. No, you don't. <laughs> and he's all like, I was like, what do you do? So we got in a call and he's like, yeah, man, like I, you know, I do this, I pay for my house and I still have more than like, I still have like more than, uh, you know, like all the bills are paid and I still have more than half of my money just to do whatever I want with it after everything is paid. I'm like, damn, must be nice, you know? But then I really, I was asking, I'm like, okay, well, besides the money, like, how is it? And then after that, I just started researching. And I told my mom, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this. And she's like, you don't want to finish school? I'm like, I don't have time to finish school right now. Like, like I don't want to be at a job where I'm working all the time, and then I only come home to see my baby for two hours, and she's got to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I just decided to pick up this boot camp. So from, like, July to December, I was locked in my room Monday through Friday from 8 in the morning to 8 p.m. Coding. Just imagine, man, summer, your parents are outside cooking, and I'm just locked in the room coding every single day. That's a sacrifice I had to make. I stopped DJing. I stopped making music. I stopped everything. Was it worth it? It was. Yeah? Definitely was. You're living the good life now? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. It's, I, I did, I did uh, suffer a lot. I mean, during that time when I didn't have a job, when I was doing coding, even after I finished coding, I didn't have a job for eight months. Damn. Yeah. And my baby was born already. Like, a lot of people don't realize it. Like, damn, they're like, now they see me, and they're like, nah, you're doing good. I'm like, yeah, I, like a year ago, man, I was working Amazon Flex, you know, making 50, I was doing Instacart, making $50 a day. Yeah. I was struggling out you here. but no, I was broke, bro. Yeah, I was broke, man. I came from the slums, right? No. I was in the <laughs> trenches. Exactly. Um, so for eight months, man, like, you know, I'll even show you after the, after the interview, I was, I had sent 400 resumes and 399 said no. Yeah, they said we picked somebody else, a new candidate. It'd be like that out here. When it comes to jobs, bro, bro, I guarantee you I applied to at least 100, right? Yeah. And I don't think I ever got a call from one of them. The only calls I ever got were to be te- were to be a teacher. And I don't understand it because <laughs> my degree's not in teaching, right? So In psychology? They thought I, you could read the kids, man. Bro, I got hired to be a preschool teacher twice, and then I got hired to be— That must have been amazing, though. I mean, I didn't take the job. Oh. Yeah, no, I didn't take the job. Um, diapers and me, no, that's no. a that's a negative yeah. from me. Yeah, not I. But substitute teaching, you know, you get to go show up. I don't know, man. These kids have like a mentality like, fuck this dude because he's a sub, right? I used to have it. I wasn't addicted to them, but I was like, man, you're a sub, you know? And I'm like, bro, like, why? why? I, I tell them, I'm like, tell me why like why do you, why are you doing this because it doesn't make sense i tell them i'm like make it make sense it's because they think that you're not gonna get them in trouble that's the only reason why i was like you're a sub what can you really do to get me in trouble but you can get them in trouble yeah i mean sure. you can but i'm like bro like i really don't want to get you in trouble that's yeah. the thing it's like i don't want to get you in trouble but if you make me get you in trouble like you that's really true. had yeah. to do it and that's what I, that's low-key what i told the kids today i'm like yo like you if you make this harder than it has to be you don't got to answer to me. You got to answer to your teacher tomorrow when your name's on a sticky note. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, 
So that's why I'm like, bro, like, don't make this harder than it has to be. But as far as jobs, bro, it's like, yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. But yeah, like I said, you're living the good life now, bro. When I saw you were a software, uh, software engineer, I was like, this man's smart as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, how, oh, bro? That's why I thought you were old as fuck. Yeah, man. I don't know why a lot of people think of it, man. I, I feel like I should shave off the beard or something. Maybe I yeah. thought you were like 27, 28, bro. And I was like, this guy is like smart as shit. Software engineer yeah. at 23. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking crazy. But as far as you being a dad, bro. I specifically pulled this lyric from Ed Sheeran, and it's a song called Tides. And you, I thought of you because you mentioned change, right? Yeah. You know, family at 23, just, turn, just turned 23. Uh, the song goes, I've grown up, I am a father now. Everything has changed, but I'm still the same somehow. You know, I'll never, I've never been afraid of death, but now I want to see the things that haven't happened yet. And for you being a dad, I wanted to ask you, what does that mean to you and how has your life changed since that moment Man, that lyric means the last part you know really got to me be just because it tells you like you weren't afraid of death but now you are that's me right now like i don't like i've changed my whole lifestyle i've tried to eat better i'm trying to work out trying to right it's just so hard but um that lyric means that you now he's scared of death because now he wants to be there for his his daughter or son as much as they can that's exactly how i feel I try to be careful with everything I do, especially when I go out to DJ. I try not to drink as much because it's like I have a baby waiting for me at home. You know, I have a family waiting for me. I have people that depend on me now. So, and that's a good lyric. Yeah. So for you, when you had the baby, you know, what, like I said, what does being a dad mean to you? A huge responsibility. Yeah. I mean, like when, um, when I was there in the delivery room, I was knocked out. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I, I wasn't knocked out when it happened, but I was knocked out. And then I hear the ladies like, oh, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So I'm like, oh, you know, waking up all like, what's going on, what's going on? And that's like, oh, it's really happening, right? So, man, when I was there, hearing the first cries, like, you know, sometimes they usually like smack the baby's butt to make sure it's like crying. And she came out crying, like, you know, I have lungs. Even the doctor was like, your baby has really good lungs. And I was trying to hold it in, you know. I'm not too much of an emotional person. Like, my, my family isn't really too, like, emotional. Those man, those Hispanics, bro. It is, right? Yeah. It is. I My mom and uh, my uncles, and they were raised without parents. Like, my mom was uh, two when both her mom and her dad died. So, yeah, they were raised by her sister, and she was only, like, 14. She had to take care of, like, eight kids. That's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 sometimes we don't show too much emotion. But, then right there, I just started crying because it's like, this is... This is part of me, you know, this is half of me. And then, like, as soon as I heard that crying, my instincts just went on. And I told, um, you know, Trip about this. When he first told me he was going to be a dad, I'm like, hey, your instincts are going to turn into, like, a fucking savage. Like, you are not going to let anybody go close to your family. You know what I mean? Like, that baby's going to be everything to you. And that's just, like, what happened. Like, my instincts just turned on, and I was just, like, on it. Like, everything for my baby. Like, okay, where, where is she? Where is she doing? Where is she? Where is she? Because, I mean, that's that's part of you, man. So it's definitely made me more careful with everything that i do yeah you don't do a mayhem and lose your bag because you got <laughs> fucked up oh my god mayhem no i have you know what though i love mayhem because one time halloween i got a little too turned with my friend and i never drink like that ever but this weekend it was like it's halloween why not you know i never have this much fun i got pretty turned and mayhem took me home and it's crazy because we were walking out of the mine and we were walking out of the mine my there's gunshots and my friend's like yo there's gunshots and i'm like hey i'm vibing and like like if nothing happened he's like did you just hear what i said i'm like i'm trying to go home man so thank god for mayhem 
He did take me home. I feel like nothing good ever happens at the mine. Like, I tell people this all the time. You got to be super fucked up to, like, enjoy the mine. Yeah. Because I be seeing some ratchet ass shit at the mine, bro. Man. Like, you don't even want to I'm scarred, bro. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you've seen because I'm sure you've seen worse. I actually, like, right now that you see, like, like you said, like, I've seen worse. I was doing this thing back in the day where I would do, like, views from the booth. I'm probably going to, like, yeah, views from the booth. I'm probably going to start doing that again for TikTok, maybe. But I would tell stories of, like, what DJs see from the booth. And I'm interesting stories, man. Yeah, give us one of those, bro. The most craziest one is um, I was DJing, and I see a couple, and I see the girl's... uh, the girlfriend, she brought her girl with her, right? So, you know, the couple's dancing and the girl's just, you know, vibing, I guess, by herself, trying to, like, dance with them, but obviously giving them their space. And then I see the girlfriend go to the bathroom, right? So then she walks to the bathroom, and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know? And then I see the boyfriend turn around and just start making out with her, his girlfriend's girl. And they're going at it. I'm like, damn, like, you guys were waiting this long for this, right? And as soon as, like, the girl sees her, like, you know, her girl coming, she like pushes them off and they just act like nothing happened. I was I was so close to getting on the mic and being like, hey, I saw that. Come on now. But it's like, yeah, it's none of my business, you know? Hey, these hoes ain't loyal, bro. Yeah, but that's like that's probably one of the most like exciting ones that I've seen. Bro, I seen this dude dancing with this girl, but like they weren't even dancing, bro. Like this dude was pulling the girl's hair. Hey, like in the mind, bro. I'm like like, bro, like, pull out. I'm like, what is going on, bro? They're yeah, about to do a whole little video uh, right there. A whole man. ass Some video, amateur bro. amateur shit at the club. Uh, they fucking say, don't let them be five cameras catch you. For real, though. So let's go back, right, man? Uh, being a dad, you know, it really does change you. And, I mean, I can't fucking say I know that shit. Thank God. Right now, right? Knock on wood. But how has your choice to be a DJ impacted your family? Yeah, it's been kind of hard. I mean... I've asked when I first, like, started DJing again. That's when my baby was five months. So I asked, like, uh, a lot of DJs that were dads already. And I was like, well, how do you do it? Both said the same answer. It's like, your partner. Like, as long as you have a good partner, you'll be good. So it's been kind of stressful because sometimes, like, you know, my girlfriend is like, man, like, sometimes I get lonely at the house. You know, you're DJing on the weekends and stuff. So it is a little difficult. But at the same time, you know, she did meet me as a DJ. And she knows that I love doing this. And it's like. You know, I, I don't just do it for fun, but I also get paid for it, you know. Put some food on the table, helps us, you know, pay for extra things. Uh, but it is difficult, man. I remember when I was DJing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was hard um, just because I want to see them as much. I mean, I would see them during the day, but, you know, they also want to be there with me during the nighttime, you know. Mm-hmm. So it has been difficult. Right now it's getting much easier, though. It's yeah. really much easier. Yeah, now we're getting kind of comfortable with how it is and stuff, so. You know, I haven't even asked you because I feel like this is one of the most important questions, especially since you are a dad. You got your regular nine to five job. You know, what is it that makes you keep DJing? I just I forget about every problem that I have when I'm DJing. You know what I mean? It's just really like I don't know. I just feel I just feel really happy when I'm DJing because I it's just I forget about everything. I'm just enjoying the music. I love people making them dance because of my music, even if, you know, I'm making boyfriends jealous. This happened before, man. Like, sometimes, like, their girlfriends are DJing, are, like, dancing, and they're like, woo, woo, and the boyfriends are, like, getting giving me mean looks. It's like, hey, man, I'm just a DJ, man. I'm just making me, like, what, what is, why are you mad at me, you know? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. Um, but uh, what was the question again? Sorry. What makes you continue to be a DJ? I just, man, it's just a passion of mine that I love. And I've been doing it since I was 14. I remember when I, when I first got my turntables, 
I was DJing in my room alone to nobody. And it's funny because I would, like, close my eyes, and I was, like, really into, like, EDM. That's when, like, EDM was, like, popular, like, Martin Garrix and stuff, right? So I'd be in my room, close my eyes, and be like, one, two, three, four, four, four. He was playing was, animals and right, shit. Right, I was playing <laughs> animals on repeat. But I was, like, manifesting, like, man, I'm going to be at a festival one day. I just know it. So, man, for two years, I grinded out just in my room. Like, my mom and my sister would get annoyed at me at night. But I'm like, hey, you know, I love doing it. So I feel like if I were to stop DJing, man. I just feel like that would be really that would be really sad. Just because I see like I know a lot of like when people turn into parents, like when they just become a dad, they sometimes stop doing what they love or they stop doing their passion or their goal because of the kid. And I think that's bullshit. And I think that's really mean, not just to yourself, but to your kid as well. Because it's like it's not your kid's fault that you stopped doing what you were doing. Just you know, make a time for it. You know, really like schedule it. And I don't want to ever get to an age where I don't do something and I'm like, oh, it's because of my daughter. She didn't let me do it because she was here, you know, and I couldn't do it. No, like I want her to be my motivation instead of like me dropping all my goals just because I'm a dad now. I was like, that's kind of bogus, you know. You feel like that's hard for you to do? Because I mean, you know, even Drip had said it. Do you feel like your value drops when you become a dad? Do people view you differently? How do you feel about that? Um, I've never really thought about that. You know, I know some people are surprised and they know that I'm a dad. Um, I don't know. I feel like it makes me look more responsible, I guess. Maybe, you know, makes me seem like I have my shit together. Man, sometimes I don't, though. A lot of people think I do. But I'm still figuring things out. And I'm 23. I just turned 23. I'm still I'm still young. Yeah, bro. Like I said, I, I thought you had your shit together. I think that, uh, like I said, being able to put out that front, that's one of the, like, best things you could possibly do. But yeah. it's also, like... You know, when it comes to mental health, it's like fuck, like, yeah, bro, I, I'm over, I'm over here dying in the back, and and uh, in, in front, you think like I'm okay, you know what right. I'm saying? Um, I think that being able to take that time, you know, for yourself and being able to reflect on everything, it's really gonna be beneficial at the end of the day. Um, man, man, what I wanted to ask you, bro, is uh, settling down, bro, mm -hmm. like. I don't I don't know the situation where you were with your girlfriend before uh the kid? Yeah. Okay. So how long were you guys together? I want to say a year. A year? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you feel like and if this is too personal like we could skip over it. Right. Cut it off. Uh, <laughs> cut it off like hey cut that part. But yeah, bro. I mean, at that moment, do you feel like you were ready to settle down? I wasn't. No. No, I wasn't. It it did take me some time to accept the fact that I was going to be a dad. Nothing's were definitely gonna change, and uh, she knew that. You know, she knew that. She's like, I know, like this is just a 360 flip on your entire life. Um, you know, but we both had agreed, like we both want to do this, and I think this just is the right thing to do. And it took me the time, some time to get used to it. I mean, I, even after like my daughter was born, I still was like, not in denial, but I was just like, I still didn't believe I was a dad. You know, mm -hmm. but now you see my child grow up, and you know bond more you know what i mean i feel like that experience is just so crazy like bro even like before i used to think like how do people even you know i'm not even in a relationship so right. i'm like how do i even know if i want to be in a relationship two how do i even know if i want to get married three how do i even know if i want to have a Maybe. fucking kid bro so that's why i'm like uh um when you say that like it doesn't feel real I mean, that's with any change in your fucking life, bro. Like, it doesn't feel real at first. Like, when I first got my car, right, this horrible comparison, but when I first got my car, right? <laughs> a, a car to a baby, yeah, I love it. A horrible <laughs> comparison, but when I first got my car, and even to this day, I'm like, 
this shit's not mine. Like, I just fucking drive this shit. This shit's not mine. It, does, right. it doesn't feel like it. I feel like that's with any change in your life that it's never going to fucking hit you until, like, one day you wake up and you're like, damn, this is real life. This is really my car. This is really my kid. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. It's just, like, thinking about those situations, I think back and I'm like, nothing was the same, bro. Drake, nothing really was the same, though. I bro. mean, after, after that, nothing was the same. What do you feel like is one of the best memories you have with your family already? I think hearing her say papa for the first time, yeah. that's when it's like, man, like somebody's calling me dad, you know? He said, I'm a real Hispanic. He said, papa, right. papa, not dad. Yeah, papa. <laughs> yeah, she's like, papa, papa. Um, that's when it really hit me. Yeah. I feel like that. That's, that's been one of the, like my most um, happiest moments when I first heard her say papa. And then when I first saw her walking, it's just so many to count, man. It's just so many to count. But now, like, it's crazy because you know how, like, your parents always say, like, oh, like, the kids grow up so fast, but man, when you have a baby, man, days, my days go so fast. Like, my weeks were dread back in the day, but now it's just like, it's Monday, and then tomorrow it's like, damn, it's already Friday, I have to go DJ later tonight, you know? And that's a, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, because then I look at videos, like, five months ago, my baby was so small, and now she's, you know, giving me attitude, you know, walking away with her toys. Damn. How old is she now? Uh, she is a year, and... What are we in March, right? A year and three months. Damn, so she'd be like, no, she'd be yelling at you. She gets mad, yeah. It's like she wakes me up and she wants to eat. You know, I have to wake up. My boy, uh, when I worked at T-Mobile, he, he has a daughter. And he would be like, I guess he got mad at her one time. He's like, hey, shut up. And she, <laughs> oh, told, yeah. and she told him, like, no, you shut up. And I'm, hey. like, and I'm like, what you doing? He's like, I can't do anything. I told her to shut up first. <laughs> now it's like, she told it back, so what am I going to do? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> That shit's funny as fuck. And it's so crazy, like, seeing how different parenting is, like, yeah. from when we were younger. And now, like, I don't I don't know, bro. Like, I'm sure you know. So go ahead, go ahead and talk about the differences a little bit. Oh, man. It's crazy because, I don't know, when I was younger, like, my mom and my dad, my dad was more, like, he was more firm, but he wouldn't, like, ever, like, scream or anything. Oh, my mom would. So... I remember, like, when I was a little kid and my dad would tell me something, he wouldn't scream at me. He would be like, Diego, like, you know what you're not doing is right. And I'd get scared, you know, because they wouldn't be a loud voice. But he's like, damn, my dad's telling me what I'm doing is not right. And now, like, fast forward to, like, when my sister had, you know, her kids and I had my kid. Like, my mom is so different. Like, back in the day, like, if me and my sister were to do something, my mom would get mad. But now, like, my daughter does something. She's like, it's okay, she's a baby, she's a baby. He's like, no, 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 no. Give her the same treatment that I had when I was younger. No, she's like, no, she's a baby, she's a baby. But it's beautiful, though. It's beautiful seeing, you know, your parents bond with your kid. Yeah. And I love it, though, because now I feel like, you know, our parents did a sacrifice a lot when they were, you know, when we first started coming here. And then, um, I mean, given this opportunity that I had now, I feel like I made my mom happy, definitely, yeah. to where, I've, where I'm at now. Yeah. I remember when I first told her I was going to be a dad, she was, I was, I was uh, nervous to tell her. But she, she was like, well what are you gonna do cry about it she's like you're gonna be a dad like but it was like like I mean, that's just how my family is like well you know she's like what are you gonna do i'm like i mean you're right she's like well, okay you know you did it i'm happy for you though she's like i'm no she was really happy but she was just like and the way she was telling me like well is as, as in like like don't think about it anymore like it's already done you know now you have to think about the future now to keep moving forward don't stay stuck in it and say oh if i would have done this i would have done that it's like no think about what's next what are you gonna do next so yeah, I feel like I get a lot from her. She's really, she's she's really motivated me to do a lot of things. And she made me feel like everything was going to be okay. Yeah, that's dope as fuck to have that support system. Do you feel like there's something, there's something that you hope not to do that your parents did when you were growing up? Be there for every 
event that I can for them. And I feel like it wasn't their fault. I just feel like they were working all the time. I think you just didn't have the privilege to come. But uh, definitely now that I have the privilege to even work from home and I'm there with my daughter, like we don't take her to a, a sit or anything. We're there with her every single day. Um, I feel like now that I, I have the privilege and this, I mean, I sacrificed a lot, like a lot of people don't realize it, but I mean, I told you before this, like I was coding in my room for months. That's a lot, man. And mentally, like I remember I one time even cried because I'm like, fuck, I don't understand. It's like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I would have gone fucking nuts, bro. I, I want to tell you, man, I would have gone, I went nuts all the time, all the time. And I still go nuts sometimes, man. And the only motivation was like, I want to be the father that is there for them every day. I want to try, I want to pick her up every day from school. I want to drop her off. I want to do this and that. And my parents uh, couldn't do that. Not because they didn't want to, they just didn't have the privilege to. So that's something that I definitely want to change. Be there for them every single time. Shit. I don't know, man. I, I really like being able to have the the different talk, right? Last week was fuck them kids. This week <laughs> is this week it's you are the father. Right. <laughs> I am the father. It's just so different and I love being able to see the difference and mm-hmm. just being able to be happy in yeah. both ser- in both situations, you know, drip is one person and you're another person and I feel like you know, even though you said it was hard to adapt to the change, you're oh. really, you're really like blossoming in it, and it's it's helping you grow as a person. Um, last question I got for you, well, last two questions. Yeah, yeah. What was the hardest part about the change for you? Having to be an adult, having to grow up. Yeah, nobody wants to grow up, bro. I had to adapt to being a dad, adapt to my new job, this new industry that I was new in. Like DJing, I'm comfortable with it. You know, I can DJ three hours, four hours. You know, I'm comfortable where I'm at. But then when it came to me uh, in this new industry, in this new tech industry, I'm a newbie. I'm the, I'm the new guy. I have n- I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing, you know? I'm 20 years old. Yeah. So I was, I feel like that's that's a lot. Adapting to everything. And then, um, you know, last year it was like, you know, being a dad and then finding a job. No job for eight months. Finally getting the job. And then, oh, don't forget, you still have to DJ. You still have to find music. You still have to practice your craft. And then, oh, you want to make music too, right? Okay, well, you have to find time to make music. And that is something that I struggle with every day. It's just like, I want to go to the gym. I want to be there for my daughter. I have to work. Then I have to find new music. But then I have to make music. And making music is 10 times more harder than DJing. But yeah, I mean, just that's that's something that I struggle with the most, man. Just finding time for myself, but also like trying not to be selfish. Because I feel selfish sometimes when I'm in my office like making music. Because then I could be like, man, I could be with my daughter right now. And then it's like, when I go DJ, it's like, damn, like I haven't downloaded music in like a week. Why? Because I haven't had time. It's definitely something that I need to adapt to. And I'm still learning. But it's hard though, man. Because I want to do everything. And my girlfriend tells me like, you need to slow down. Like, you can't And you do don't everything. want to. Yeah, but I don't want to. And I tell her, I'm like, look, like I look at like a lot of podcasts, especially like, um, what's his name? Kevin Hartz. Like he, he um, was a, what's it called? Was a guest on a podcast. And, and I was doing Amazon uh, Flex. I was, like, delivering packages when I would hear. And he was just, like, he motivated me. He's like, he's like, I sleep probably four hours. Don't recommend to do that. Always get your eight hours. Trust me, sleep is the important, most important thing. You do it half of your life. Um, but he did motivate me a lot because he's like, right now is the time to grind. And something that I always keep in my head, it's like, I'd rather eat shit right now so I can eat steak for the rest of my life. So I ha- if I have to struggle right now, if I have to get no sleep, if I have to do this just so I can make sure that I have a comfortable life in the future, then, I mean, so be it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, when you said that, like, I'm always on the grind, 
uh, I fucking love that, bro. I love I love talking to people that's passionate about like what they're doing as I am me, you know, because there's so many people on this earth that it's like they got no motivation, bro. And I've you know, I've had conversations with adults where they're like, yeah, I just wasn't motivated enough to do this in my life. And I'm like, and they're comfortable with that, right? Bro, imagine saying that. Imagine waking up one day and being like, I just wasn't motivated enough to do it. It's like, but you could have been. You literally, all you had to have done was try harder. Yeah, try harder. And, you know, a lot of people always say, like, you know, a lot of people aren't afforded the privilege that I have or somebody else may have that they're able to go and do it. But for somebody to say, like, oh, I wasn't motivated enough. I didn't even attempt to try. Exactly. It's like, bro, like. Really? Like, you're comfortable with that? I don't know. It's like this, um, sorry to cut you off, but, like, let me ask you a question now, right? It's like, would you feel happy if you were, let's say, 60, 70, hopefully you live more, right? 70 years from now, you're in your deathbed, right? Do you want to ask yourself, like, man, what if I would have done this? Or do you want to ask yourself, I'm happy with what I did? You know, you're going to die in, like, 10 minutes, right? The priest is here. He's like, hey, man, (laughs) see ya. You're going to head out. And then you ask you, like, he has, like, were you happy with your life? I don't want, like, I personally don't want to be like, man, what if I would have jumped for it? What if, what if I would have moved to LA to try to pursue this music thing? But I never did it. So now I'm going to die and I'm going to die unhappy. Yeah. It's really rough when somebody says it like that, right? Yeah. But it's the fucking truth. <laughs> I, no, I think about it all the time. I'm like, and I've said it multiple times where I'm yeah. like, will I be happy at the end of the day knowing what I've done? Exactly. Will my thing bro is like when i die i want people to remember what i did and i always think about that i'm like these people are gonna know and even today like bro every day i think about this shit i'm like how can i get people okay now people in chicago are starting to notice like sad boy radio right how do i get people in other cities to start taking notice like yo like this guy sad boy radio um he's doing some shit you know you're gonna be the next nardwar dude he's huge Hopefully, bro, I still haven't watched a Nardwar video. Everybody no. always says Nardwar, and I'm like, bro, I've never even watched the video. But as far as that is concerned, right, I think, like, no, I don't want to be the person that says what if, right? My my cousin, from a young age, he told me, he's like, I, I'd rather have oh wells than what ifs. Like, oh, well, I tried, I failed. Yeah. Whereas, damn, what if I would have done this? And I, you know, I'm glad to hear that you've continued to do what makes you happy, right? Because a lot of people, you know, they they stop doing what they do once they have a kid and say, damn, what if I didn't have my kid? Like, it's like, damn, I tore my ACL, I couldn't make it to the league. That's damn, damn, I had a kid, I couldn't continue making music. Making music, bro. I, I guess that's the equivalent for musicians having a kid tearing your ACL. Right. And I, I've seen a lot of producers, you know, um, have uh, even the DJs in Chicago, I guess, music producers, DJs, uh, have a, have a kid, and I look at their profile, and you know, they're older, they stop making music, and but they just don't look too happy, you know. They're always like, they're always like, there's this one DJ, right? I forgot what his name was, or maybe I do know his name, but I'm not gonna say it. But he's always posting stories from like 2016, like, oh look at me at this venue, or 2017, like, oh man, I was killing it. It's like, man, like, that's cool, but like, why don't you continue? You know what I mean? Like, stop reminiscing in the past. It's the past, man. You know? And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be thinking about, man, 2019, I was over here, you know, not having a baby. I was DJing. I don't want to do that, man. I want to do it all the time. I, I, I saw this video where it's like this DJ, um, 
brought his daughter in his first festival ever. He brought his daughter to the booth. I mean, to like you know the big festival booth, and you know she was like her hands up in the air. That's what I want to do. Oh. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe ten years. I don't know. Overall, what do you want to accomplish with DJing? Uh, I definitely want to be worldwide. Not like, like, and I don't even want to like fully focus. Mr. Worldwide, bro. <laughs> Mr. Three, what is it? Three o. What does he say? Mr. Worldwide, three o five. Three o five, right? Yeah. Dímelo, papi. No, um, I want to be a musician, man. Like, I want to be like an artist. Like, uh, that's what I want to accomplish with DJing. And I remember my manager asking me, like, okay, what do you want to do? Like, what's the whole point of us rebranding? Like, what? Like, for what? I'm like, well, I definitely want to, I want people to come and see me to see me, not to come to the club just because, oh, cool, some DJ from Chicago's playing. All right, cool, whatever. I'm still going to go and hear the same music. No, I want people to go and be like, oh, this guy is playing. I want to go pay to see him, you know, because people as an artist, they go to see you to pay. They pay to see you to hear you play the music that is yours, not to play other people's music. So as a DJ and an artist, I definitely want to um, expand more than just Chicago, man. Chicago's amazing. I love it. Chicago's amazing. I think we can both agree on that. But I feel like there's so much more out there. There is no totally, bro. There's so much more out there. There's so many artists out here. I've already interviewed somebody out in LA, like through Zoom. Uh, but definitely the environment here is so much more intimate. Uh I feel like, bro, I feel like going out to L.A., no offense to all the L.A. people, but I feel like if I were to go out to L.A. and be like, yo, I got this podcast, you know how many other people are doing podcasts? Yeah. Not the same exact shit as me, but it's like that person's going to be like, so, like, well, what makes you different? Right. And people out here, like, everybody knows everybody out here. Yeah. So people that know the product already, they already know what's different about me than somebody else, right? I did have one last thing I wanted to mention about the parent thing. You, you know what? I was thinking about it the other day. Cardi B, bro, she has not released an album since she had her kid. She hasn't? No. She's released, like, singles here and there that's kept her relevant. But now, like, I've gone back to her music, and I'm like, it was, it was pretty solid, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like she hasn't released shit since what was it 2018 2017 when I like it came out. She hasn't released an album since then. So it's like, bro, having a kid really does like derail shit. As much as like you don't want to say it, it's like, yeah. I I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Like you would think that she would have had released some shit by now, right? Hire a freaking nanny to take care of the kid while you're at the studio, right? <laughs> and the crazy thing is like. She said it. I found out I was three, four months pregnant. I grinded. I made that album, and that was it. So like, had, like she was pregnant when she was when she made that first album. Right. So had she like not gotten pregnant, who fucking knows what her career would have looked like, right? I didn't know that, man. Yeah, shit's yeah. crazy, huh? I don't want to be Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be famous, bro? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Shit, Cardi B was one of the most famous artists for a fat minute. Yeah. Hey, I'm not saying Bad Bunny wouldn't have blown up had he not hopped on that song, but that song definitely helped his career. Like, uh, that shit fucking threw him into a new stratosphere. It's so crazy, man. Everybody everybody now that, like, you know, Bad Bunny came, um, it's so crazy because I don't know if you guys, like, know this, but he was at uh, Volcan, I think, like, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, I heard. He he performed that matching too, right? I don't think so. I think it was. I, I'm a, I don't quote me, but I don't think he did. But I know he was at Volcan, and uh, tickets were like twenty bucks, I think, or eighteen. 
And the guy that I told you about earlier that wanted me to make his website, he actually booked him. He was the first person to book him, and I, I think Osuna too, here in Chicago. So he um, booked him. And I asked him recently, because he also DJs on um, Fridays and Saturdays with me. And I asked him, I'm like, dude, like, how do you feel? Like, you know, being the first one, it's like, shit, you know? I could say I did it first. I'm like, damn. But as, like, an, as like an, another artist standpoint, like, seeing, like, Bad Bunny blow up from, like, Volcan to fucking Allstate Arena, it's cool. Anyways, last question, bro. What song would you dedicate to your daughter? This is the bad thing about not hearing too much music with lyrics. <laughs> Played yourself. <laughs> I did. Um... I'd probably dedicate this one song that she likes. It's not like emotion or anything, but it's called um, Who I Am. And I, I played it all the time, so we wouldn't play her lullabies. I would always play her like my music. So she, <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't want to hear that shit, you know? So I always play my music, and she knocks out to that only. She doesn't knock out to the lullabies. She goes to sleep with that. So probably, I would probably dedicate her Who I Am by Milan, because every time I play it, she's always like this. She's vibing. She's vibing, yeah. Especially like now that I started making music again, she like dances. So it's like, that's amazing. So now it's like, if she doesn't dance, then I throw the whole fucking project away. <laughs> fuck this project. <laughs> it's ass. Fuck this song. It, it doesn't make her happy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make her happy. Shit. Well, I appreciate you coming on, bro. I feel like we had a really dope talk. And I feel like, bro, had they seen what we were talking about beforehand, that shit would have been even better. <laughs> I know, right? Shit. Man, part two new soon. Uh, soon, soon. Uh, for real. Part two, A, he's going to reschedule like five times. Uh, yeah, five more times, <laughs> maybe. In three years from now. Shit. Well, I appreciate it, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Thank, thank you. you. for having me and thank you for being patient. You know? Of course. Hey, bro, life happens. I understand. So it'd be like that sometimes. Make sure you check out Narcolix. There you go. Uh, That's your Instagram too, right? Yes. All right. Narcolix on Instagram. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. That's going to be it for Sad Boy Radio. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.